Train Hard Live Strong family. This is your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. And today for the episode, we have an amazing guest speaker. And before I introduce her, I want to share with you all and tell you all that the journey to finding yourself, the journey to finding what works for your body in training, nutrition, health, sleep, recovery, all the amazing things that come with your body, it is a process and you must be patient with it. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be struggles. And the guest speaker today has had her self-experience, has been through it. And not only that, she has found a positive side. She has found what works for her body. She is now beginning to understand and enjoy the positivity with inside her body when she looks in the mirror. And not only that, but she's also helping people accomplish the same thing. So I'm very excited for you to listen to this episode. It's going to be life-changing. But before I jump in, leaving a five-star review for this podcast truly means the world to us here. It helps me get feedback from you all, and it helps other people out there who are wanting to find more inspiration and motivation to start their journey. It helps them find this podcast just that much faster. All right? And like I said before, in plenty of other intros, hydration is key to performance and health, physique, all the amazing things to come, okay? But hydration is one of the most hardest things for people to accomplish every single day. It is very difficult, right? Slamming water down, even when you're not thirsty, sounds a little bit kind of weird, but it's very crucial, okay? Because whenever you're thirsty and you start to drink water, you're basically already dehydrated, okay? And depending on how you train and where you live, how hot it is or whatever the case may be, even how long you've been without drinking water... And soda, juices, all that crap is not water. If you head over to liquidiv.com and use promo code TRAINHARD, we can save you 25% off their amazing hydration kits. They have little packets that you just throw in a water bottle and it's equivalent to drinking three to four water bottles. Not only that, they have immunity packets and energy packets, which are seriously amazing. I use their hydration every single day because I instruct boot camps. I train myself. I do a lot of virtual classes, virtual training. I do a lot of workout videos. I'm always working out, y'all. So staying hydrated is key for me, but only drinking enough water every single day, you know, it gets a little bit difficult. So slamming one of these hydration packets into my water bottle really does help. Promo code TRAINHARD, save you 25% off, liquidiv.com. Hey, like I said before, y'all, we have some amazing stuff coming. And one of the biggest things that I just launched right now is an amazing new membership website, EliteHitPerformance.com. In this website, y'all, we have, oh my gosh, some incredible workouts like that you can take with you wherever you go. So if you're busy and you go on business trips, travel for business, you go see family, it is, you know, it's the holidays right now, so you're going out, you know, maybe flying somewhere else and you don't want to go to the gym because of COVID or you don't want to go to the gym because you want to spend time with your family, but you do have goals to accomplish. You still got what you still want to work out, you know? You still want to get a nice little pump in. All right. And you also might not have equipment around you. Hey, EliteHitPerformance.com. We have amazing, amazing follow along workouts and workouts that are created. So whenever you hop into the gym and you really don't want to put something together, it's already there. Not only that, there is a community inside the membership site of all these amazing people who are striving and just driven to change their body, their health and find what works for them. I have found that the best way to keep striving forward is when you get put in a community of people who are driven to do the same. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive in this episode and let's welcome Nicole Montisanti. People also eat foods just because they think they're healthy. Like I found out that I was sensitive. I used to be sensitive to avocados. For fact for y'all, our digestive system changes every five to seven years. That's why maybe you were allergic to peanut butter when you were younger and you're not anymore, whatever the case is. That's a very common allergy that people change. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations 
And we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here on the Train Hard Live Trump podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, and today we have an amazing guest speaker. So everyone, let's welcome Nicole Montesanti. Hey, what's up, Nicole? Hello. Thank you for having me. Yo, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I really don't remember how I found you, but I came across, you know, your Instagram profile and I was just amazed about your, you know, your positivity, your passion and like the truth and what you speak about when it comes to fitness and health and all that amazing stuff. So I'm very excited to talk to you. Yeah, I appreciate this. This is awesome to have me on here. Yes, absolutely. So uh, for everyone who doesn't know who you are, you know, our current listeners, our future listeners, can you give like a nice little background story on just kind of how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I am a health coach. I started off as a personal trainer with a specialist in fitness nutrition. I still have that as a background, but with my experience and my transformation and my journey, everyone knows the mental side takes over mm-hmm. any sort of journey, whether it's fitness, career, or whatever you're going for. So that's what really intrigued me on going more of the health coach route. Um, just so that way, when people don't hit me up, they're like, hey, can I have a workout program? Can I have a meal plan? Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. It's my niche, and I will always I will get you to your goals. But it's so much more than that. So my job and what I'm trying to do is spread more awareness of just the things that we face in life that you're still going to get hit with, even when you're on this journey. So every time someone just hits me up and asks me about a workout plan or a meal plan, like I ask about them and what they're trying to do and where they're currently at. So every one of my clients that end up working with me, they're required to go through a consultation now. So Mm. Um, don't want to get too much into this, but this is all because I'm trying to figure out who you are and what you're trying to do and why. Right. So, you know, everyone knows who Tony Robbins is and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So that's why I am today, basically. Long story short. Okay, nice. And and what um was there like what like what initiated you to come into the fit like what started your journey into touching your first weight, like training? I would say it started off selfishly. I was an athlete growing up my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad tried to put me in all these sports. Out of all three kids, I was the athlete. I ended up killing softball, went to college for it. Um, But due to transferring, I had like an extra year of college where I wasn't playing anymore because my eligibility was up. So Mm -hmm. that's when I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to get fit and stuff because I was really a skinny fat. Like I was just fortunate for my frame. Got it. Um, ate like crap, drank. So um, my transformation picture is on my Instagram. But then that fifth year of college, I wanted to start working out. And that's when I realized like, oh, shit, like, I really don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know the basic exercises, but like, why did we do those? So I realized I didn't really know how to put a program together. Um, I felt confident enough to get through it, at least kind of doing what we did in softball, though. And I tried to focus more on nutrition. So it was really just because I was done and I just wanted to kind of start my own journey. And I wanted to look a certain way because I was, that was back then when, you remember Skinny Bunny Tea Detox and all those like 
It was like, yeah. I feel like the skinnier <laughs> girls were like the hit thing nowadays, not so much like the Dana Lynn Baileys and stuff. Yes, right, 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 right. Unless that was just kind of what I was following, which probably so, because um, huh. I wasn't in the bodybuilding world then yet. But yeah, so I started off kind of like that. Oh, okay. Okay, I got I you. So- all those nets. I thought I was going to get big and bulky, all that stuff. Oh, wow. Okay, so you had to overcome like a, uh, like a, um, something that because a lot of females say that to themselves, you know, they, they think that they start touching heavy weights or they start doing this and that they're gonna get like big and bulky, like like crazy traps and like big biceps and stuff like that. When you know, obviously, you know, too, it's like that's not really what happens. Um, so you had to overcome that type of mentality that you had. Yeah, I did. I don't think I had to overcome it as much as some women, though, just because, okay, um, okay, so in the beginning of this journey, I was working for a supplement company. So I was actually a lab technician. I graduated with a biology chemistry degree. I never thought I was. Oh, dang. Yeah. I wanted to go pre-med. I mean, like everyone else, I was growing (laughs) up. My parents were just, you know, benefits, salary, stability. Like I never in my life thought I would be where I'm at now, to be honest. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right. I mean, look at you though, too, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, I was working for a supplement company, formulation company, and we actually sold the supplements to other companies. So I got to make hydroxy cut when it got put back on the shelves, which was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, so yeah, we sold to GNC and companies like that, but I ended up dropping it, moving home. And I ended up obviously doing personal training and stuff. Um, wow. So that's when I met my very, very first coach that I ever worked with. I've only worked with a handful of coaches, but he was without a doubt the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of got me into the protein and the bodybuilding and that's when I started learning everything. And then I wanted to get big and bulky. So that's where I'm saying, ah, okay. right. Like I, Dana Lynn Bailey was like my idol. Dude. Um, yes. Changed. I love Absolutely. her still, but I don't want to be that big. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. Yo, straight up. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, sweet. So then, so then you start, you jump into that, that pool of, of wanting to build muscle and sculpt yourself and then what happened after that? Because I know you competed. So, like, what happened in that time frame? So, it took me probably about, I think, total 14 months. Okay. I think I was training with – his name is Samson. Um, he's not, like, a legit, like, honestly coach. He does, like, photography and stuff, and he has, like, a 9-to-5 job as well. Um, so, I actually started working for a gym called UFIT Health Clubs. It's a corporate gym. Okay. And that's when I really got the first opportunity to start training and stuff. And I got promoted to sales director really fast just because of my energy and I was good. So um, Samson worked for a franchise of UFIT and that's how I met him. So he worked okay. at an Alpharetta location. And so I went there and started working out with him. Um, and basically that's when I started on my journey of macros and learned about protein and the significance of it. Um Honestly, he taught me so much more than what I learned in that book that I needed to do for personal training certificate. Yeah. Because you have to go through the experiences and still even that everyone's different. So Mm -hmm. I was training twice a day. I, you know, was waking up doing basic cardio for out of the 14 months, probably the 11. I think I started working with him three months after I kind of really started working at UFIT. Um. Eating five, six times a day. I was on a super low carb diet. I was basically just having like a quarter cup of rice and then like a piece of fruit um, out of the whole day. And the rest was just protein and vegetables. My main concern and goal was listening to him and telling me to get 250 grams of protein every day. So that's what was my focus. I never actually understood like the macro percentages. I was just looking at protein and I knew I probably shouldn't have a ton of carbs and a ton of fats. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the nutrition stuff, 
I actually learned on my own, but he taught me everything I knew in training. Right. Drop sets, supersets, literally burning and hurting, like all the training <laughs> I do now to where I push myself. Like I would have never known how that felt. Wow. That's crazy. So then, and then, so what happened after that? So then you start putting on muscle, you start, you know, following this stuff and these regimens and you start, you know, hustling and grinding. When did you like, did you start? know from the beginning that you wanted to compete or was it like later on that you got the idea to do so i thought about it i wanted it i knew i wanted to get big and gain muscle and then we were like let's just train like we're gonna get ready for one we never picked a date and then finally picked a date but i'm a perfectionist i probably could have competed way before like i actually did hell yeah um so yeah i finally competed after um, I ended up getting first in my class, second overall, the girl next to me was just huge compared to me. I <laughs> lost a lot of muscle. So actually what happened in the last four weeks was in that 11 months of training, probably about six, seven months in, there was like a mold outbreak at my apartment. So I had to kind of do a self-eviction. Wow. Um, get a lawyer to fight for me and stuff. So I kind of was homeless. I had to bring my dogs and cat home. And that's when I met one of my other friends. His name is Anthony. Mm-hmm. Amazing guy. Just literally offered like for me to stay in his two bedroom with him. So he had a coach because he was competing as well. So I was a perfectionist. And I think everyone, when you're competing, it's worse. But even when you're not competing, body dysmorphia is in everyone's head when they look in the mirror. Right. So I ended up kind of, I stopped training with Samson not training, but I stopped list, kind of listening to the nutrition and I was probably going a little crazy with it. And mm-hmm. I used Anthony's coach for the last four weeks. Got it. Drastic cuts happened. Don't blame him at all. He was learning my body as well. Right, right. And uh, my good weight was like 134. So my stage weight was, I walked on at 126, 127. Dang. Super, super shredded. Right. I was so small, actually, and I, I lost some muscle, which everyone loses muscle at the end, probably. Uh, 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 Your height? How, how tall are you? I'm like five six, five seven. Oh, damn. Okay, so you're pretty tall. Yeah, I mean, I have a short torso. My legs, honestly, are the most majority of my body. Right, right. All legs. Yeah, I have a short torso. So okay. after the show, because of how drastic of a cut it was, because for two weeks I was on no carbs. It was literally just tilapia spinach egg whites tilapia spinach oh i was on half of a green apple and 20 almonds um i was a total bitch my mom was like don't ever do this shit again (laughs) (laughs) i had to actually leave training so i quit um in the middle of this just because i just my mind wasn't right so right it's not being fed no not at all and i just wasn't happy and I just didn't know what I wanted and all okay. I, I was already so far in. All I knew was like, yeah. let me just get to this show day, which was October 1st. Right. Okay. So um, I ended up going to work for some art design company and I was just like an executive assistant for a little bit. They all knew I was literally just there just to get through my show. Um, the boss was Italian. He was cool as hell. He loved me. There you go. <laughs> but um, so I did my show and then after my show, I realized like, all right, I need to figure out what I want to do with my life. So I ended up moving home, even though he offered for me to stay up there because I had built a life in Atlanta um, mm. and I grew up in South Atlanta. So I've never experienced Atlanta, Fayetteville, Georgia. Right. Okay. Um, so I moved home and then I just felt really depressed. I didn't remember how to train. I didn't want to train. I didn't remember oh. how to eat. I, d- I was scared to eat. I was scared to eat carbs and fats. I just thought I was going to gain weight. And like the moment I started putting on water weight, I didn't even put on weight yet. I was putting on water weight and I was just, I just hated it. I did not mm. like myself, the way I looked, the way I felt. 
Right. I wanted to walk around like I had seen myself for so long, that lean. Right. And so I probably took a week off of training, which not many competitors too. Like, I mean, I don't hate competing at all. I even thought about doing it again, obviously, right. you know, four years later, but it wasn't a good experience for me in the beginning. And I ended right. up putting on, I went from 127 to 154 and like, a month. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's drastic, man. Yeah. So I have a picture too. And everyone, like when I show them, they're like, holy shit. Cause I was super yeah. thick, but yeah. you, could, you could clearly see, like, I probably looked like a really quick clear or thick crossfitter. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. So if I were to tell someone like, oh, I'm fat, I'm sure I would piss someone off. But like, I went from one extreme to the next. Yeah. You I just did, swelled up. Right. And I did put on fat, not just water weight. So I, right, I had right. to, and I ruined my thyroid, my digestive system, and I actually made myself become sensitive to like brown rice and stuff. Um, so I just had to retrain my body and figure out what was good for me again with like having to overcome like being scared of carbs, like what people, normal people yeah. all think about nowadays. Not that I'm not, yeah. Normal, but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yo, that's crazy. That is, uh, I'm glad that you took us on that little journey there, that little story, because it's, um, you know, what it seems like to me, what happened is, and what does happen to a lot of people, competitors, even first-time competitors, or just people who are just, you know, because there's athletes out there that are so, they want it so bad, and they're willing to go the freaking extreme, extreme, like the extremes, extreme, to just get that last little body fat percentage down, you know, like to really dial in, and sometimes those things are life-threatening, you know, so, you know, you're, our bodies are designed to have a certain amount of nutrients a day just for, you know, like metabolic reasons, health reasons, survival period, and then, you know, physical gain performance or whatnot. And like, that was such a shock to your body and your body was like, seems like it was stuck in survival mode for so long that like it, it just didn't know what to do. Like it was such a drastic thing. But like, do you feel like your, your body was, um, do you feel like you were fighting what your body truly, really desired? Like now, obviously, you have learned through self-experience and stuff like that. You know your body a lot more now. So how big of like a difference is it now today than it was whenever you were going up to your, your first stage day? Oh, my God. Even the way that I look, okay, I feel like has totally changed. I mean, my competition was back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get told all the time I, I'm, I'm sponsored by a company now because my body looks more athletic now, but I feel yeah. like I personally feel like I'm just as lean when I look in the mirror as I was when I competed, but maybe not as dry, but I look more yeah. attainable and I feel better and I don't necessarily train the same and my joints just feel so much better. I still do drop sets. I still randomly lift heavy every now and then in my lower yeah. half of my body, but yeah. the constant hard like the the work i don't care if you cycle steroids or if you don't cycle steroids i'm not necessarily saying like i'm pro steroids but they these people work to get ready for this show whether they're cycling or not and that doesn't change so i'm working for sure but like the more calisthenic body weight workouts as i'm aging for sure i'm only 30 but Mm. i feel like has drastically changed my body performance wise functional wise and the way that I look and even the way that I eat to where I eat a ton of carbs now and I I, that's why I'm saying I still think I look as lean as I did when I was yeah because I just retrained my digestive system there you go a long time like over a year Mm -hmm. and body dysmorphia honestly took me probably the whole two three years like I can tell you honestly I was not 
constantly looking in the mirror and actually judging what I saw in the mirror or picking apart because we all pick ourselves apart only up to a year, year and a half ago. Like now when I look in the mirror, I'm like, I feel good. I feel like I have a hold of my body to where when I eat a piece of pizza, like I don't feel bad. I don't blow up from it either because my body is like, Oh, well, we're kind of used to carbs and bread Mm -hmm. because I have bread now and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just more balanced and I look better personally to me. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. That's all that matters, right? Just to you and yourself. That's what that's what the only person it should matter to. See, that's awesome. It I think it's crazy how after your stage, um, you know, after you competed and stuff like that, how you went in this like in this downfall. Like that that's crazy. You know, probably life on top, which happens to the average person too, you know, like we go through these drastic things with inside of our health and stuff. Um, and just like you said, body dysmorphia and these things, how we pick and choose and we like like to criticize our body, even though like you know, it's it's what we have and it's it's something that we should cherish and we should strive to become better because, you know, a lot of us, we have this amazing potential inside, but we kind of waste it. We throw it away because we don't believe that we're able to do these things. But, you know, all these things happen to you. And then obviously life is obviously happening as well outside of it. And it's just like shoving you down, shoving you down. So I think it's crazy how how you went down, you know, in this hole and then, you know, you came up out of it. And as you came up out of it, you learned about your body. You learned about yourself. You retrained your, your digestive system. You retrained your body to enjoy these foods. And one thing that I think is also amazing is you you went and competed and you did these things and you knew it was happening. There's a lot of people out there right now that do these things like you did, but don't even know it's happening. So then they all these things are happening to their body because they're not eating as right as or you know as eating like they should or they're overtraining or doing a ton of cardio and not eating enough because they think that's how they're going to lose weight and all these things are happening and then inside their body they don't know what is going on and then they get these emotional stuff you know the depression the anger the you know just simple loneliness or whatever it is and they don't know what's happening you know so i think that's crazy how how much literally movement and nutrition really plays a role inside of our life right Right. I think the thing that made me realize that the most was like, I didn't really become truly awoke and taking actions on my awokenness until after my show. Cause that's when I was like, I am literally, cause I also got really lean, probably like physique category leanness. Um, Mm. like those girls, like I was definitely less than 9% body fat when I did. Dude, that's crazy. I'm perfectionist. So you took my skin, that shit went right back on my stomach. Um, so, and I really didn't need to get like that. I mean, I was doing figure category. Um, right. Again, wanted to be jacked. So I think I could totally get ready for the bikini category like that now. But mm-hmm. I was at my leanest and I was, I did it. I did what I wanted to do. And I was right. like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> like, Jeez, what am I doing? Man. I'm not happy. I also am really tiny, um, which also to mention when you're going through this journey, I s- consistency there's a difference between my body now also and then i'm almost wondering what it would have looked like if i would have kept training that way because like over time muscle maturity yeah i feel like i look like a woman now compared to back then because i was right how old am i like i was 24 25 then okay okay so i'm 29 now okay okay i get what you're saying dang like my whole body i look like more mature because like your muscles are developing i didn't really lift like started lifting like that until that year Right, right. Dude, that's nuts. So then after, okay, after the show, and so all these years are passing by, and like, you know, you're figuring yourself out, you're figuring your body out, and this and that. During this time frame, 
how how difficult was it for you to to figure out your digestive system to figure out what your body needed to finally be happy with how you look like whenever you look in the mirror like how was this process there it was super difficult because i mean i didn't go necessarily talk to anyone i was like crazy plus i like was a fitness coach like i should I, i should know what the hell i'm doing right right so it really didn't start until two years after because I gained a binge eating disorder. Like I basically, once I finally, I did what I did to lose what I did mm-hmm. for my like bodybuilding show. I just, but I went back to Samson's thing to where I felt good. Yeah. Um, I wasn't on a quarter cup of rice. I had a half cup of rice and I just spread it out over the course of the middle of the day, two or three meals. And then my first and last meal had no carbs. It was just protein and fat. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just went back to that. But because of that, I like didn't know how to cheat and stuff and i love pizza i love fucking Dunkin' donuts like yeah. so i mean i had never told anyone for a while and then i ended up finally talking to someone about it on the weekends i just went ham but during the week i was not eating really balanced either like no one can survive on a half cup of rice spread out over your meals you know right 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 um i wasn't even eating fruit then which is why i made a post on my instagram the other day about fruit like i eat a ton of fruit now i have like an acai bowl like every other Ooh, day nice there you go i know and you know how much sugar yeah. is on, on, in those things like I was yeah, I so i mean i definitely am balanced now i have you know i do my macros and stuff but i have a lot more carbs and fats and um it didn't it took me about two years because i have i just had that binge eating disorder so it's not like i was really learning i was just trying to get body fat down again Mm, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Dude, that's nuts, man. And and then now you're in kind of like a not an obstacle, but you're in another milestone of your life. You're you're recovering from a surgery right now. Correct. Thankfully, my body I've built it over the years. So I feel like because I feel good about where I'm at, which is why I'm not experiencing like the mental relapse of like shit. I've had I haven't worked out in three weeks. Like I'm gonna get fat. Like I don't think I'm gonna get fat right now. I'm that's fine. crazy. That's awesome. That's a good, healthy mentality to have. Because like I was telling you, if, um, you know, I had to overcome a or go through a milestone or whatever, but I needed to be out of fitness for three, two weeks, whatever, um, it's difficult for me, you know? Okay, so my time in the military, right? I, we would go to the field. We'd go do things for like two weeks to a month at a time. And um, yes, the stuff we do is very physically demanding and stuff, but it's not like grabbing a barbell. It's not like sculpting the body that you want to be sculpted. It's just, you know carrying this and throwing this and this and that right so but whenever that happened it it, mentally was hard for me because i me on the other side i was very thin growing up very thin as a kid and i wanted to put on as much muscle as i possibly could so from sophomore year to junior year of high school i put on like 50 pounds because i went from 130 136 to like 180 and um it was all just like taco bell and just heavy weights protein shakes that's all it was so (laughs) So, and that's what happened. So when I joined the military, I lost like 30 pounds. Cause obviously like we don't eat as much and we're doing a bunch of running and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, so then I lost a ton of weight. So then when I got stationed in Alaska, I was like in the gym, like religiously all the time, like before PT and then PT and then after work, like it was nonstop training, training because I, I wanted to, like, for me, it was more like mental clarity. It was more for like mental, you know, just to be happy. And, um, so whenever I was doing that, my obviously my body was reacting so you would build muscle or whatnot so then we'd go to the field or whatever and then that's two weeks away i can't I have no control over my food no control over training then i lose like 10 pounds and i come back and i'm weak and this and that but every time i was forced to be away from the gym it would i would think like oh my god i'm gonna 
be like, I'm going to come back as a twig again. Like I'm going to come back skiing like I was. And that always messed with my mind. And not just until like a year and a half ago, I, I forced myself to take like four days off straight. I was like, yo, Matt, four days off. I know it's not a long time, but just take it off. Don't even think about it and just, just chill. Like let your body relax a little bit, man. Enjoy other things. And, uh, and when I did that, it, uh, it helped me. And now I really don't have that type of mentality where if I don't go to the gym, that I'm going to look a certain way physically. I, I like to go for like mental clarity still. Uh, that's why I feel like I need it a lot. But, you know, when it comes down to like the physical gain and stuff like that, yeah, I train for specific goals. But if I take three days off back to back, like it's not going to ruin anything. You know, I've been doing this for years. Like three days is not going to ruin anything. If anything, it might benefit my body. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling that a little bit, but I'm still not like, Oh my God. Like, I, okay. So I am like you, I came from the skinny fat. I was born uh-huh. with my body, uh-huh. but like, I feel like my legs and my butt are like really small and like weak right now. And I'm like known for my legs. Cause I hit them two, three times a week with my quad sweeps. Right. So I'm feeling that a little bit right now with my legs. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like I'm losing my legs. Well, yeah. Cause obviously there's atrophy whenever we don't train them. Like they don't get that type of uh, resistance you know they don't get that challenge anymore of where they need to maintain growth or maintain size you know um so yeah obviously but I, and see th- to me that's that would mess with my mind you know so um it, i think that's, that's good though that right now you're staying clear like you're staying pretty focused i think that's just acceptance like putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation of having yes. four days off and then realizing it wasn't what you thought it was you're like oh so i'll just accept like what might happen but it's not gonna happen like i think it is yeah exactly and you know i like i train a lot of uh people for weight loss and it's basically the same for them you know if we train all the time you know four or five days a week and we're hustling hustling they're eating right and they're losing like consistent weight at a healthy pace and they take a week off sometimes they get scared like oh my god i'm gonna gain weight but then we come back a week later and, you know, hey, let's just see what happened. Let's see what happened in the week. Most of the time, they even, their body composition will change because um, they'll get smaller because obviously muscle development has time to recover. And But then on the, on the scale, they probably even lost more weight. So, like, your body needs these times to, to relax, to chill a little bit so you can recover better. So, But the, hard, the hardest part always is the mindset. Like, always throughout anything, losing weight, gaining muscle, whatever it is, coming back from an injury, um, going to your first show, coming off the first show, going through these obstacles or coming out of this and that, you know, with, you know, just loving yourself, self-empowerment, self-love, like, all these things, mindset is, like, the key foundation to it all, I feel like. 100%. And never make a decision unless you know your mindset's right. Right, right, exactly. Did you it originally, like, did you always know how important mindset was with training, fitness, nutrition? Not at all, no. Yeah, me neither. No. Me neither. Not until we started going through it, right? Yeah. I think it's crazy, man. I, I think we should all, like, I know it's hard because obviously we all need to go through our experiences and stuff, but that's, uh, you know, I wish I would have learned that a long time ago. I wish I would have known, like, mental clarity like mental i wish like my coaches in sports would have said hey like mindset is important mental is important like all that stuff is important before your body you know like not well not before your body but they need to be in sync but your mind needs to be strong so your body can follow wherever your mind goes yeah and we grew up in such an external world though like Mm -hmm. yeah i hope we start going more into that but i mean growing up like i wasn't taught really to like be so aware of like what i'm doing like i was just doing you know, yeah. now I'm intentionally doing and feeling yeah. how I'm feeling going through it. 
Right. And right now you coach other people now too, right? I do. Yes. Okay. So how is that? Like, obviously you have gone through some stuff with your body. You've drastically changed your body this way and that way and this and that. And now you're going through a recovery from a surgery. Like how, how do you like, what, what is it that you enjoy about coaching other people? I enjoy making them focus on themselves and yeah. being aware in a process of themselves uh-huh. because every coach has a niche. Like I, I know keto coaches, vegan coaches, whatever the hell you want to call yourself. Honestly, that's why I call myself a health coach. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, you know, I give a workout program, I give a fitness plan, like, you know, millions of coaches out there. And I think every coach has something to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone were to talk to me, like, I de- I'm not going to say I'm your coach either just because I'm not your coach doesn't make me a bad coach. Right. I feel like I'm a very versatile coach and who I can kind of relate to and talk to as well. Um, just because of how open-minded I am. Mm-hmm. But I always, when I consult them, I like to, I like to see where they're at. So, you know, obviously what's your weight, your height, blah, blah, blah. We need all that stuff in order to formulate a plan and we need to know right. their goals and what they're willing to do. But also like, if someone comes to me and says they're working out twice a week, I'm not going to tell you to work out five, six days a week. That's to me, that's just stupid. Right. I'm going to okay. okay, cool. I think you should work out four, minimum three. Can you do four? And then obviously our job is to push them and challenge them. But mm. the way that I've even coached now has changed over my own journey. Cause like at first mm. going in my own journey, I was coaching and stuff and yeah, I was capable. But to me, I was giving plans that I was following as well. And it wasn't, it wasn't doable for me in life. So that's what I enjoy most is really assessing where people are currently. How many meals, how many, how many meals a day are you eating? Wait, let's rewind. Yeah. Don't even say meals. How many times? Because I don't like people thinking about snacks, quote, quote, mm. because they think of a granola bar, an apple. So just how many times do you eat? Cause that granola bar, that's your meal. So you got to pick and choose your poisons. <laughs> so that's why I do one of my niches is macros. I yeah. feel like it relates to someone who wants to do vegan paleo. Cause all that stuff to me is just diets and fads. And realistically it's a lifestyle. So yes. vegan is yes. not healthier. It's really not um, like a huge amount of animal protein, depending on the person. Of course there's studies that we take in too much animal protein, but it just depends on what you want to do and what your beliefs are. So for me, if someone is doing vegan because if they think it's healthier, I don't think that's right. I would like to educate them. But if they're doing it because of animal rights or because they just want to eat all plant, then for sure do it. Yeah. Yeah. So just telling them my niche is like, yeah, I, I coach macros hear what macros are. I'll teach you. I don't want you having heavy starch carbs after five. That's a niche that I do, but that doesn't mean you can't have avocados and stuff like make a whole salad. Um, mm-hmm protein and fat. So I I basically help make them their own program by meeting them where they're at, but obviously with what I'm going to tell them to do at the same time. So if they're eating twice a day, now you're going to eat three or four times. One of those meals are probably a protein shake because no one (laughs) knows how to eat. They know what to eat. Everyone knows fried food's not good for you, Uh white bread, all that stuff, but they don't know how to eat the healthy foods that they are trying to eat. Right. That's so funny you said that. I said that the, I don't know when I said that, but I said it before. And it was like, we, all of us understand that this is because people say all the time, like, oh, fried food. I know it's not good for you, but I eat it anyways. So like, you know, people know what healthy looks like and what not healthy looks like. Even if I didn't care about macros or micros or whatever the hell it may be, if I had a, a table full of like fried chicken, grilled chicken, you know, um, you know, broccoli, and then broccoli with like cheese and like this and that and like fried 
Oreos and all this other stuff, but I had like 50% healthy, 50% unhealthy. And I told people, okay, make a healthy plate and then make an unhealthy plate. Like the two plates, obviously the healthy plate would have grains because people see grains and they know it's healthy. And it would be have like grilled meats. And then the other side would have like fried this and extra this and, you know, cheese over here and all this other stuff. Like, you know, so we understand, I feel like all of us know that what unhealthy and healthy looks like even before we get into a macro or micro base. But I do like what you said about all the foods and stuff like that, how people choose their lifestyle. You know, if you decide not to do this because religiously or because you just don't want to anymore, then hey, that's on you, but you got to still fill in the number somewhere or somehow. So, um, but all, there's like no, there's like no diet. It's just what fits you and what fits your goals. And I think that's it. And we make this complex when it's not. Right. And even like when it comes to being scared to almost like clean eat and start their journey. It's like, they think that they like can't eat fried foods. Like, hell yeah, yeah. I every Friday. Like if you have a goal, <laughs> like, did I get that every Friday when I was trying to achieve my goal? No, but you're not going to never have fried food again. And it's going to be there tomorrow. And because you're being healthy, you're going to live long enough to be able to eat it. Like, mm, exactly. Um, so with that route, I think for sure. And then with, for me personally, I feel like, people also eat foods just because they think they're healthy. Like I found out that I was sensitive. I used to be sensitive to avocados for fact for y'all. Um, our digestive system changes every five to seven years. That's why maybe you were allergic to peanut butter when you were younger and you're not anymore. Whatever the case is, that's a very common allergy that people change. Yeah. I yeah, used to be legit. sensitive to avocados. Mm. Like you get food sensitivity tests. So like if you realize you're not, reaching a goal and you're doing everything you need to like people, I feel like people don't assess like what they're doing and they're like, I'm doing everything I can. Like there's so much stuff that you can do that's mm-hmm. healthy, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's healthy for you. So a yeah. lot of my clients, like one of my girls, we had to completely remove Turkey because she was just sensitive to it and she was maintaining weight for two or three weeks. And wow. so we cut Turkey kept chicken and she started losing water weight. She just wasn't react. She was reacting to the Turkey for some reason. See, it's how simple it is. It's crazy. Just self-analyze. Right. So figure out what you you want, figure out what you're willing to do. You do need someone in your corner backing you up, whether it's a spouse, family, or a coach. I definitely think you should have a coach in your corner mm-hmm. and then do it because you're not going to know what's good for you unless you actually are going through it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So if someone right now, okay, someone right now listening, if they're currently struggling with, let's say body dysmorphia, figuring out what their body needs, like what, what it needs. Cause they want, they're just confused and internally they're confused and they just don't know what it is that the next step should be. What kind of words of advice could you give them right now? Write down what you are doing right now. Everything. How many hours of sleep are you getting? How much water are you drinking in ounces? People don't even think they're like, Oh, I drink a ton of water. I'm like, hey, how much water are you drinking? They're like, like four bottles. I'm like, that's like, so true. Bottles? like that's, <laughs> Um, cause I mean, our body uses, we all not only need water to get rid of water and detox, but <laughs> our muscles use the oxygen, like that H2O gets broken up and we use those molecules other yep. ways. So like how much water are you drinking? How many days a week are you currently working out? And what kind of workouts are you doing? How many times a day are you eating? And you may not know what exactly you're doing nutrition wise now, but log it. Cause if you go and talk to any trainer, at least for me, I'm going to look at like numbers, how many calories you're taking in, what kind of macros you're taking in. Cause 90% of the people that come to me, 
this is exactly what they say. Well, I'm eating oatmeal and blueberries for breakfast. And then I have a yogurt for a snack right before lunch. And then I'll have some greens with a piece of protein on it, or sometimes just a salad for lunch. And then they'll have a piece of fruit or a granola bar for a snack. And then their dinner is a protein and some sort of starch potato or something and vegetables. That is mm. a typical, that's what we think for sure. Yes. Uh-huh. We log all that. It's a ton of carbs, probably, you know, may or may not be a ton of fat and it's always never enough protein. So yes. Figuring out like where you are at first, because if True. unless you figure out where you're at, you're going to set this unrealistic idea of where you want to go and how to get there. And that's when people just like say, fuck it. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Throw in the towel. Like I quit, man. Cause that's so funny. You said that about the water. That's like, that's my biggest thing. Hydration has always been my big thing. I, because I know hyd- how important water is and how important hydration is. And it's like, that's, that's one of the biggest first steps that I tell people like, Hey, what's like a first step? Drink my water. Because like, just like you said, oh, I drink tons of water. Okay, well, how much is that water that you drink? And just like you said, you know, four bottles of water, 16 ounces, you know, bottles of water four times a day. Like, and it's like not nearly enough, you know, like you only if you knew exactly how much water and same thing with food logs, like that's important. Everything that Nicole just said right now is absolutely spot on. And that's, that's so true. It's analyzing what you put. Well, sometimes what I never understood is you have your body right okay so you have your own body this is my body like this no one else's body is my body okay whatever happens to it is what happens to it because this is what i decide to do with myself so what you put inside your body you should understand exactly what it is that you're putting inside your body you should understand how much your body needs in order to maintain life stay healthy and perform at its best and how to stay you know as young or healthy as long as possible even when you're 90 or 100 you know so but for some reason we just throw things inside of our body that we have no idea how to pronounce these ingredients. Like we don't understand how to pronounce these, these things are in this product, you know? And it's like, but we're putting it inside of our body and we don't even know what it is or how it was produced or this and that, you know? So I've always been fascinated on how we don't pay attention to the things that we put inside of our body, but everything you just said right now is spot on. And I a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Right. And I mean, Hopefully just hearing this, people like will wake up because I'm not saying there's not amazing supplements out there. I'm a very natural, holistic person now. So I'm very much vitamins and essential oils. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I told you I don't really do pre-workout anymore. Not that there's bad, there's definitely good pre-workout out there. Um, And I've definitely done the stem infested pre-workout at one point. (laughs) That's good stuff. (laughs) Right. Seriously, keep it going. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just realizing this is the only thing we truly do have control over in our life. But because of that, when we get thrown the things at us that we're not in control of, we have to have a sense of control. So we throw the one thing that we have control of out the window because we don't know how to handle it. So like slow down and realize as much as you want to be in control, like change your mindset. Like don't be so irritated that you can't have that donut, like be in control. Like, you can have it next weekend. Like you're telling yourself you can have it next weekend. Cause if your mother gave you everything you wanted to growing up, you wouldn't be the amazing man you are today. You know, mm. like you can't give yourself everything you want. If I gave myself everything I want, I would be fat. Right. <laughs> yes. It's probably the same. Same I over here, man. And donuts just as much as everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all got our, we all got our things, you know, it's just understanding what it is and understanding if you need it in that specific moment and you have control over whether or not that donut is going to be inside your body at that 
specific time and if you're going to abuse it every single day, you know, so you have all these options and decisions that you need to make every single day and just understand your health is priority, you know, for sure. Um, so, all right, girl, if anyone right now wants to ask you a question or reach out to you and say thank you, or maybe they can relate to everything you just said about anything, you know, all the amazing things that you just spit out in this amazing interview and, and they want to reach out to you, where's the best place for someone to find you? I would definitely say Instagram. Um, I'm on point with Instagram. It's linked to Facebook. So my Instagram is the at sign, Nikki underscore fitness. It is N-I-K-K-I-I underscore fitness. And then it's, you'll go see me. Okay, nice. Because Nikki was taken already, huh? N-I-K-K-I. There's so many Nikki's and Fitness. There you go. All right, everyone. Yeah, go ahead. You know, show us some love. Reach out. Don't be scared. All of our guest speakers are very open and they want to help you all. So just go ahead, head over to her Instagram. You know, uh, we're going to put her links down in the show notes down below so you can just click and go. It's just that easy. But ladies and gentlemen, if you have found any sort of value in this episode, all we ask is you simply shout out to your best friend, your gym buddy, your mom, dad, coworker, somebody, your neighbor. The more people we get to listen to these episodes, y'all, the more lives we can all change together. And that's what we're trying to do here at the Train Her Live Strong podcast. But I'm your host, Coach Matt, guest speaker, Nicole Montesanti. And as usual, y'all, get out there, train hard. And live strong. Yes. All right, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlifton.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.